Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Doom Patrol number 107, cover date November 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring The War Over Beast Boy, written by Arnold Drake, art by Bruno Premiani. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! battles Ultimax, a giant mobile computer, its shrinking gas weapon reduces Elastigirl to apparent nothingness. She finds herself a captive on a subatomic world where she is condemned to death as a spy by the inhabitants. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Day. What do you mean? Oh my gosh, what an incredible day today. Okay, so it's yucky outside. Yeah, it's right, it's raining, right. but it's a big day for us because we Is finally it? got a new sofa, right? Yes. That is really high quality. We got rid of it's the old... It's from Macy's. Well, it, it, we got rid of the old sofa, which only lasted us, what, about a year or so at most? Yes. It had no reinforcement in the cushions. It, it was, was garbage. Terrible. It was total garbage. I, I hate got, that sofa. I got the whole set, the previous set, like, mm-hmm. I, like I don't know. $150. Happy, happy Howie's discount furniture or something right. like that. So we spent the money because your sister had purchased the same sofa and sure, she has two sure. big dogs. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Well, when they brought it in, of course, it was raining outside. It was wrapped all up in plastic, right? All yeah. In. They brought it in, and they set it up. And as they were bringing it in, you and I were both looking at each other saying, uh, this thing is going to be the entire room. Correct. But they had set it up in the wrong – I mean, they hadn't – they were preliminary laying it out in the wrong direction. We got the sofa lined up perfectly. It is 
brilliant. And another thing. What? I paid for white glove installation service and not one of those gentlemen was wearing white gloves. One of them had black gloves on. Yes, but they were speaking Spanish and they weren't speaking bad things about us. How do you know? Because I speak Spanish. Oh, do you? But they do. They were speaking very quickly, so I didn't get to understand right. a lot of Well, they were in a hurry. They had a lot of deliveries to make today. Yes, yeah, but they were so nice and they did a great job and we got a new new stuff i'm so excited so excited it's very good for gaming i can report yes well i will um be down there you and i have spent the day apart haven't we We sure have yes we each have our own little activities that we do yes and you didn't even know i took a nap today didn't i lucky well of course it was a comic induced nap yes but um no i I love to take naps on saturdays and sundays if i can so why don't you marry it if you love it so much (laughs) (laughs) but you know we had a good day Got that done? I'm so excited. I am more excited, however. Yeah. I am literally more excited. Yes. By this comic. I am thrilled. You I do, love the Doom Patrol. I have no idea why it's been so long since we've covered an issue I of Doom Patrol. I did some investigation and I know. Why? Specifically, it's been since July of 2021. No wonder we couldn't remember details of the last time. We couldn't, but the last time we did two issues. Okay. Uh, number 105 and 106, which was the wedding and honeymoon of Mento, secretly Steve Dayton, mm-hmm. not secretly because everybody knows, yeah. and uh, Elastigirl. Okay. And uh, since that was a two-part story, we covered them both. And as you know, due to the publishing vagaries of Doom Patrol, I think this only publishes eight times a year in the 1960s. So it's well, been quite a while. Yeah, and I'll reserve my, my uh, comments for... Um, I'll hold my comments for later. I yield to the floor. So what you might not recall is that Mento and Elastigirl got married. Mm-hmm. Beast Boy, the young uh, tag-along of the Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. meanwhile is has been living with his abusive, uh, not stepfather, guardian, guardian mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Gultree. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was last issue that Elastigirl found out what a terrible man that Mr. Galtry is and mm-hmm. she's demanding that Steve do something about it get custody of Beast Boy mm-hmm. or as Steve likes to call him Beast Brat and uh, ruin Mr. Galtry financially which is where we pick up the action in this issue. Well I question whether Beast Boy would be any better off living with that awful Galtry um, no, with, with um, Steve Mento. Dayton yeah. Yes as his, as his guardian father That's Yeah they're not, they don't get along And I don't understand how it is that Elastigirl and Mento um, what's her name? Rita Rita mm-hmm. and his name is Steve. Steve. I don't understand how Rita and Steve actually are together like i mean i understand they're together but yeah like they he's not she's nice he's not well you know it's the 60s and she's he's rich and handsome so uh-huh. she's there to get her mrs degree i do have that uh, mental picture of like his big pool and her being on the on the pool at the pool and mm-hmm. such okay so very interesting issue let's dive in shall we beginning it started as a local rumble, but soon the whole world would be hurled into... The, the War, war Over Beast Boy! Beast Boy. Uh, of course, Doom Troll is Robotman, Elastigirl, a negative man, the world's strangest heroes, led by the Chief, mm-hmm. and joined often by Beast Boy and by Mento. Rita, a.k.a. Elastigirl, mm-hmm. the fabulous female freak, has finally convinced her husband, Steve Mento... 
That Beast Boy's guardian, Galtry, is robbing the kid blind. Mm. Steve is ready to do anything to free the boy, and for the fifth richest man in the world, anything includes buying armies, selling countries, and blowing up one or two continents. Oh, Add to that... God, speeder? What? Our neighbor just sped by like he was going to derby. Well, which one is it? The one in the big black truck. I'll write a strongly worded letter. Okay. Where was I? Uh, anything in the... Blowing, blowing up one or two continents. Mm -hmm. Add to that. A pair of the wildest villains ever, and you've jumped into the dooziest, dilliest, ding-dong DP nightmare of them all. Right. The War Over Beast, Beast Boy. Fantastic splash page by Bruno Premiani. I love that woman in the foreground. Yes. And uh, the <laughs> Christopher Lee behind her as a vampire about to bite her neck I off. I'm so glad you said that. I thought the same thing. She's obviously running in terror, and he's about to bite her neck. Right. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, all right, where are we? Ultimax, who is a giant robot, is marauding throughout the city, crushing cars, chasing people. Are you on the splash page? Story? I am, because we've started right in the middle of the action. In media race, as they say. Yes. Uh, the brave policemen realize that their guns are no use against a giant robot. Mm -hmm. So they enlist the populace of the city. They find the strongest man off the street and have them topple over this statue. I don't know if it's George Washington or Eleanor Roosevelt, who it is. <laughs> it's someone dressed in a period yes. costume who's holding documents. So yes. it must be, let's call, let's call it a founding father. So, or Eleanor Roosevelt. Or Eleanor oh, Roosevelt. Exactly. So, although I don't know if she ever wore slacks. <laughs> she could have. Uh, so they topple this statue over right onto Ultimax's head. But Ultimax is ready. He uses his uh, some kind of heat beam vision, and the statue disappears. But I have to say something. Yes. Uh, here we are in on page two, panel top, panel three. Ultimax can get a lot of words out in a short period of time. He says, fools, I hate the way he talks, by the way. Think that ye, uh, wait. Think you that being of limitless knowledge and speed of thought would not anticipate this child's trick? Now observe, for it's time to be. Uh, it's time you beheld some of the infinite power of Ultimax. All of that taking place in the time it takes for the statue to just fall down. Well, maybe he's speaking in like binary code or something. So it's oh, like, I hadn't like, thought of that. We realize now that we are not actually seeing this attack happen in real time, but rather we are watching a film strip with the chief and robotman and negativeman. Previously filmed footage. Yes. Uh, now, chief says Ultimax has an Achilles heel, or rather a brain. Yes. Chief says there is... Uh, no matter how big today's computer of 1966 can only act at a human command. Mm -hmm. Therefore, someone must be directing Ultimax by radio. And this device I'm producing here will block those radio signals. And he's holding up a 1966 remote control for a television set. Yes. <laughs> the Doom Patrol will be ready next time Ultimax appears. Meanwhile, at the home of Steve Mento Dayton, world's fifth richest blowtop. It seems that Steve has enlisted the aid of a PI, that's private investigator to mm -hmm. you and me, uh, to find some dirt on Galtry. They know that he's crooked. They just need the proof. But Now, this Mr. Dayton is his name. Yes. He has an impressive set of eyebrows. No, and Dayton is Steve. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, what's the guy's name? 
Um, I don't think we ever get his name. Okay, well, the detective uh, has uh, an impressive set of eyebrows and a mustache to match, all very bushy and large. Yes. yes, yes. Um, so it turns out that he's been talking, the private investigator has been talking to all these financial houses all over the world, and they will not give up any dirt on Galtry. Hmm. Uh, almost as if Galtry has dirt on them and is threatening them in some way, which is exactly what happens at the bottom row of panels. Exactly. We see Galtry on the horn. He's talking to Mr. Takashu, uh, and then he'll be speaking with um, Lord Brisbane, mm-hmm. and then a Frenchman, um, Monsieur something or other. We'll find out his name here later on. Uh, well, he's, the Frenchman's very angry because he's snapping a pen over mm-hmm. the, over the, the model statue. of the Eiffel Tower on his desk. How oh, French is that? <sighs> that night at a TV studio where they're filming a Western. I don't understand why this sequence actually happens. Yeah. Right? So they're filming a Western in the television studio. They have built a Western town set in a high-rise building in the middle of downtown, because that's what happens in the film industry. When I was a child Mm -hmm. in Columbus, Ohio, at the Center of Science and Industry, they had a whole floor called the Street of Yesteryear. Have we been there, or is it at the American History Museum? No, you've been there. Yes, sure. And uh, it's charming. It's very charming. And they go through like you'd have one block would be the 1850s. And then you turn mm-hmm. the corner would be the 1910s or something. Right. And the Boy Scouts, which I never was one. Yes. They got to go and have sleepovers there. Right. Really? The very, yes. I almost wanted to join the Boy Scouts just for that. But I wouldn't want to tie knots or do anything. I seem to recall that they have like a 1960s kind of house. So that right? that's at the Ohio Historical Society. Okay, yes. okay, yes. Yeah. That was a temporary exhibit. It's not there. Um so they're filming this western just then Holy Moses Ultimax busts through the He climbed up the building and busts through the studio on the outside. Climbed up the building and busts through the studio. Uh these gentlemen cowboy actors realize this is not part of the script. Mm-hmm, of course. So I wrote that busting through the, the the building is not part of the script. I don't understand um, why he's doing this. Well, it's to get on television. Oh, okay. He broadcasts throughout the city. He says, once again, you have gazed upon the ultimate power of Ultimax, you feeble things of blood and tissue. Your day has passed. Ours has but begun the day of the living computers. Maybe this is how it starts. We're seeing the robot revolution right here. You're so prescient. <sighs> All right. Here comes Negative Men and Robot Men in to stop Ultimax. They are ready because they've got their radio blocker. Right. Uh, they press the button. Nothing happens. Nothing he happens. Snatches it right from Robotman's hands and crushes it. Mm-hmm. And then he snatches up Robotman and crushes him. <laughs> he crushes him also. Negative Man uh, escapes from Larry Trainer's body and bursts right into Ultimax. Right. Meanwhile, Rita's seeing this. This is why we had the TV oh, it's studio, on television, so yeah. Rita could see it on TV and race out of the house. Wait a minute, little lady! Mm. You said you'd stay away from the Doom Patrol, except in extreme emergencies. Well, what does that look like to you, candid camera? Don't wait up for me, honey. This could take a while. Bye. She races outside, turns giant, and runs across the bridge. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, what was happening in the '60s, right? Like Bewitched. The wife has all the power, but she agrees to give everything up for the husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very common theme. But then she has to save the world. Right. So 
Uh, Ultimax sprays the negative man being with lead, as you Which know. Which encases him. Encases him. He can't escape lead. I didn't know that, but I learned it in this issue. And he can only be out of Larry's body for 60 seconds. And then if he doesn't, Larry dies? Yeah. Crazy. Well, they both die, apparently. They're symbiotes, aren't they? Yeah, there's something. I don't know. Um, so, Robot Man, Robot Man, Robot Man, sorry, I mispronounced that, Thank is you. incapacitated. Mm-hmm. Negative Man is encased in lead. Here comes Rita, busting through the same hole that Ultimax just left. Why don't you pick on somebody your own size for a change? Yeah. That's what our voice sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh... Chief is also watching this on TV through Robotman's chest television. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got an idea to save negative men at least. Uh, grab a, have Larry grab one end of a live wire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great idea. Well, he just uses just a television cable. And uh, poke the other end through a tiny hole in the lead casing so that negative man can escape. And what do you know? It works. It works. Uh, so Robotman drags Negativeman out of the room. Rita is outside holding holding Ultimax upside down and, and shaking, shaking him. him. Just like when Aunt Sue saved my life when I was three and I was choking on an ice cube. She just snatched me up and shook me till it popped out. Thank God I wouldn't know you if that hadn't happened. I, you wouldn't have. You weren't even born yet. Um, I don't know why she didn't just take that robot and bang his head on the ground and kill him. Or just, like, do a drop kick well, into kill. the next town. Yeah, not kill. You can't, can't kill can't a robot. robot. Uh, well, he's ready for Rita because he sprays some chlorophyll gas at her. Right. Which oh, is the geez. strangest kind of gas, This what its effect on her. Yes, it's not chlorophyll. No. It's uh, some kind of gas. You meant, you meant to say chloroform. Chlorofo- chlorofoam. Chlorofoam? I don't know. Chlorophyll is the, the, the you know, what's inside plants uh, that well, converts. I just said that because it was green and, okay. you know, my brain doesn't work Chloro- very well. Chloro- Chloroform. Chloroform. Yeah. It's not that because this gas just instantly makes her start shrinking. Yeah, it, it changes her at an atomic level and she shrinks and keeps shrinking and shrinks and then pops out of existence. Out of existence. I'm sorry, I stepped on your pop. Good. Very good. She's disappeared right out of Robotman's arms. Mm -hmm. She's gone. Yep. Well, we'll be back in two years for the resolution of this story. Thank God. Oh, no, I'm kidding. There's another part coming up right now. Right now. Right about now. Uh, The chief blames himself, as he should, because Mm -hmm. he sent them on this crazy mission. He was so confident that Ultimax was radio controlled. If only I'd taken more precautions. Right. And he said, well, you know, what's happened to Rita? Is she gone? Uh, Robotman asks, is she destroyed forever? And he says, no, no, reduced infinite, uh, infinitely. infinitely, yes, but not destroyed. If her atoms were obliterated, there'd have been an explosion greater than an H-bomb. She's alive. All but right. The but the question is, is where? Yeah. And so, and Robotman stares at his finger. He said, you know, is she in my finger? Is she in my finger? <laughs> she is indeed in his finger. Is that true that there would be an explosion like an H-bomb? Physicists, I right in. Because I thought the, the way the H-bomb works is that atoms... If you split the atom. You split the atom, and then they continue to split. And yeah. they continue to split. And that's what happens. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. That's how... I mean, that, that expansion, that, that... Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we see that Rita has shrunk so small that she's smaller than an atom. Mm-hmm. 
and she's found a living civilization at the subatomic level. Kind of like when Horton hears a who? Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, these gentlemen that she's found have, what would you call this, like a, a bald mullet? A bullet. A, a bullet. bullet, yes. It's like a bowl. The, the head is shaped on top, and then there's a, it's party in the back, and nothing in the front. They have uh, blue skin. And sort of overalls, sort of? Kind of overalls without the straps. Yes. It must be very tight to wear. No wonder they're so angry. Right. Yeah. Uh, primitive jewelry and mm-hmm. spears and things. Mm-hmm. And Rita demands to know where she is. They say, you know the answer to those questions and more. You are in the land of Zaraka. You have been sent here as a spy for the Mowglis. And for this, you die. She's gone from the frying pan into the fire, hasn't she? I'll say. She doesn't know who the Mowglis are. And Mm. what is Zaraka? I've never heard of it. Are you fellows putting me on the unmitigated gall of you tiny men? (laughs) She says, you've never heard of the world of the 26 sons or Tuxino, the one-eyed king? (laughs) Uh, This is the page I laughed out loud because there are just more and more words. It's, uh, this is the point where I sat, sat back and held the comic in my hand and said, I love this. I love this story. So much. There is so much wackiness happening and so many twists in this story. It is much, much more sophisticated writing than you see from any Superman comic mm-hmm. or a, really any Batman comic. Mm-hmm. This writing is really quite good. I'm glad you approve. Do you, uh, do you agree with that? I do. Yeah. Uh, it's written by Arnold Drake. It's. I mean, I just would say it's bonkers. It's bonkers. In a good way. In a good way. There's so many things happening, little twists here and there, and it just never stops. Um, So Toxino, the one-eyed king, they're going to capture Rita and take her there. She tries to escape, but it's no use. Meanwhile... We're back at the lab. Back in the lab. Chief... Professor X. Oh, what's his name? It's the chief. Uh, Okay, okay. I know. Chief has taken Robotman's hand up. You do know that story, right? What? You do know that story. How, what, his paralysis? No, about how the Doom Patrol... It's modeled after X-Men. No, X-Men's modeled after oh. Doom Patrol. Oh, I'm sorry, listener. Oh, I bet you got well, at least one listener that just held their hand up at the I mean, screen. it's disputed. But they came out within months of each other, but I do believe Doom Patrol preceded. But, you know... But, uh, you know, a, a crippled uh, scientist uh, 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 a managing a bunch of misfits. Yeah. Weirdos, yeah. Uh... So Chief has detached Robot Man's hand and left the bare wires sticking out of his wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, to examine the hand, he has found that there are traces of the radioactivity mm-hmm. on Robot Man's index finger. Which mm-hmm. means, of course, she is not actually there. She disappeared. Well, she disappeared, but she's shrunken uh, down. Through an atomic barrier. Right, 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 right. Uh, so all they have to do is reverse the shrinking process. That means all you have to do, Robert Man, is find Ultimax and learn the formula for that gas. Which means they're going to have to capture some of that gas. Meanwhile, we're at in another the home of America's favorite fink, Nicholas Galtry. He's given Beast Boy a uh, baguette. A baguette? Well, it's probably a sandwich and a carton of milk. Carton of milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Beast Boy does not do much to endear himself to his... No, he does not. Because they're both bickering back and forth. Mm-hmm. The phone rings, and Galtry thinks, if this person on the other end of the line turns me down, I am through. Finished. Dead. Fantastic artwork there at the bottom right panel. 
right. that perspective with a ringing phone. Really good. I have a question. Yes. The phone is ringing. Mm-hmm. But when you turn the page, it's clear that Galtry has initiated the call. Right. Because he's demanding to speak with the president of a financial center in Switzerland. Yes. Well, it could be at the time. And notice that she's using a switchboard. Uh It could be that he placed a call and said, I am placing a call to Sarah down at the Mercantile. Sarah, down at the Mercantile. Sarah, I want you to get me this number, Switzerland, blah, 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 whatever. Call. Right, right, and right. she said, right away, Daltry, I'll go, whatever his name, Galtry. Galtry, Mr. Galtry, I'll call you when it's ready. And then she's calling him Okay, back. all yeah. right, all right. Uh, Some of our younger listeners wouldn't know what that is. They won't even know what a handheld telephone is. Mm. Um, so it turns out this bank in Switzerland has a new president, Mr. Abu Hallam. Mm-hmm. He sounds foreign. Uh, Does he? Yes. Galtry, my name is Galtry, sir, one of your older investors. I'm about to ask a favor which you must grant. So this is, I guess, a president of a bank. Yeah. He is a president of a bank. Yes. So a president of a bank is answering the phone. He's, of course, Mr. Galtry doesn't know that he's wearing a cape or gloves or a costume or anything. Right. But the president of the bank... As the president of the bank takes the phone call, he's Mr. Galtry says, I'm going to ask a favor, which you must grant. And his immediate response is to slam his hand down on his fist, down on the desk, and say, I don't have to grant you anything. Abu Hala must grant nothing. Now tell me what your troubles are, Mr. Paltry. It's <laughs> Galtry. Dig. Yeah, it's Galtry, sir. It concerns Steve Dayton, the one called Mento. His wealth is known to you. He wants to ruin me, but he needs your help. Stop worrying, Mr. Galdry. I will not cooperate with this man. Your secrets are safe with me. Now, it turns out uh, Abu Halam is using Galtry to lead Mento right into a trap. Some sort of a trap. Who is this? How do you do that? What? Trap. That. I just, I don't know. I just do it. Your always poised to trap. Yeah. That's hard. Trap. Trap. Well, I don't have those thin British lips like you do. Oh, you do. Full French lips. It's so hard to go with my tiny British lips. Yes. I mean, you barely, the only way that you know that I actually have lips is when they're moving. Otherwise, uh-huh. it's just like a slit in a face. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chief has created a diagram of Ultimax. This is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Let me say this 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 script, please. He says he's got a sophisticated blueprints there, and he says this diagram of Ultimax I've recreated proves there isn't sufficient space to hide even a newborn infant. So he's saying that I've gone through the trouble of recreating from memory, right? Right. The, uh, from the films and such of Ultimax to show that there's no way that a human could be controlling it from, from within inside. From memory of what? He from, didn't see an internal this, <laughs> cutaway of Ultimax. This fast-moving, crazy, fun, delightful comic is asking a lot of us to forgive. By the way, the furniture in, in um, Abu uh, Halim's uh, office. Fantastic, yes. Fan, look, look at, at that view. Look at, look at the view. Look um, at the view. I... It's funny that we uh, are stuck on this diagram where we just had someone shrink to the subatomic level and meet an alien civilization there. And we didn't question that, but this diagram. (laughs) Well, it's a comic book. You expect things like people to disappear into alternate dimensions. Sure. Speaking of alternate dimensions, here's Rita before King Toxino the One-Eyed. 
Um, she's a mess. Look at that thing on her head. She's, she's got a headache. She, she's talking about the king, not Rita. Oh, I'm sorry, not Rita. Sorry. Rita. Yeah, look at that king. Uh, yeah, he's got like a long-time listeners will know Ocean Master. It's kind of an Ocean Master-y helmet on it looks, and an eye patch. It looks like a lot. And it's, he's wearing a long dress. He's wearing a dress. Well, he's got a kind of a scarf number around his... Uh, he's a scarf artfully draped over his left shoulder. Yes. Right? And he's got he's wearing a dress and a head a head piece. Headgear, yes. And then he's uh he is uh, uh on one on to his right shoulder is of course some sort of guard. Yes. And then to his left is his vizier. I knew you were going to say the word vizier. <gasps> you did. Mm-hmm. She insists again that she is not a spy for the Mowgli's whatever they are. And I don't know what I'm doing in this creepy place. Let's see what Waja the Wise has to say about it. <laughs> That's his vizier. Death, King Dax. Only death can repay her for plotting against our noble land. King Dax? I thought his name was Toxino. Toxino? Well, it's Dax Toxino, the one-eyed wonder king. <laughs> uh, they do say that he's gonna, she's going to go before Toxino. Right, but now it's King Dax. Maybe that's his nickname. Uh, now... King Daxino has no heart for death sentences, but my people have spoken. You must die, woman. Take her to her cell. Oh, thank God they're not going to kill her right away. No. Meanwhile, back in Steve Dayton's... Oh, no, you let is... this next line that she says go? I was hoping you'd explain this to me. What? She says, oh, brother, of all the rotten nightmares I've ever lived through, this one takes the pink and purple loving cup. What's a pink and purple loving cup? Well, a loving cup is like a, you know, one of those big two-handled cups where you would share, like at a wedding, the bride and groom would share their drink and get each other sick. But I don't know what pink and purple has to do with it. Okay. Can we um, pause the story just for a second and just take a moment to see outside? It has been raining all day, Mm -hmm. and so the pavement's wet, the grass is wet, everything is wet. The sun has finally peeked through, but because it's so late in the day, it was coming through at a beautiful angle, the rays are coming through. And look at our neighbors across the street. Their trees are still in bloom. Mm-hmm. It just, look at the pinks and the light pinks and the dark pinks and the, and the white blossoms on the trees. It's so beautiful. It's just, and the light coming through on the tree in our next door neighbor's house, just lovely. I haven't um, taken the time to look at the... The outside today, it's really quite beautiful. Someone should speak to the HOA president about getting that pavement dried up <laughs> after it rains. I'm about ready to rip out our neighbor's um, uh, boundary markers. I need to ask her about that. <gasps> I can rip out the boundary markers. The, neighbor, the new neighbor's coming to dinner tomorrow, so oh. stay tuned, stay listener. Tuned. Yes. Meanwhile, back at Steve Dayton's mansion, uh, he wakes up to a telephone call from Gultry. Oh, no. Moore, from Mr. Moore, who's the private eye, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's tried everything, but the bankers will not cooperate against Gultry. He says, fine. If that's what the, how they want to play it, then I'll smash them. I'll bring those banks down around their ears. Oh, great. So he's going to create a financial collapse. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, he turns to talk to Rita and finds that she hasn't been in bed all night. Well, they have separate beds. They have separate they? beds, of course, but separate king-size beds because mm. they're rich. Mm. So he's going to go see the chief. Right away. And the very next, next panel. panel is him in his outfit. Yep, in costume, shaking the chief by the shoulders. Uh, now, chief explains what has happened. He says, Larry and uh, Cliff, that's a robot man and negative man, they've gone down to the shipyard 
to uh, find Ultimax and get a sample of that gas. And they do find him. Mm-hmm. They swing an anchor at him. Uh, there's a big fight. I don't know how to explain it other than that. There's lots of swinging on hooks. Uh, Ultimax is picking up tugboats and throwing them down upon our boys. Negative man throws himself into the robot. Uh, and then I guess Robotman uh, not gives him a karate drop of the neck. And then starts ripping out wires. Yeah. Which would definitely do some serious damage to sure. uh, to Ultimax. Um, I'm curious. I would expect the negative being to go through Ultimax. Yeah, not just crash, not just into, crash him. into him. Mm. That's a new power I'm not sure I was aware of. Mm. Anyway, Larry gets a sample of the gas mm-hmm. by prying open Ultimax's claw hand. And... Uh, I guess he does that when when Negative Man is back inside him. Right. Okay. And, of course, the way you get a gas sample is just get a giant garbage bag and hook it over the hand. That's basically what he's done is he's taken... I know. Or you know, pillowcase or something. Impermeable sack. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimax is not defeated yet, though. He snatches the boys up in his crab claws and swings them around. Luckily, Mento has trailed them there. Mm-hmm. He uses his mighty mental helmet to uh, vibrate vibrate the air, yeah, I guess. Um, which causes Ultimax to drop them to the ground, and he makes his escape. Mm-hmm. Now, Mento insists that they go right back to the laboratory to get that gas sample back mm-hmm. and not chase after Ultimax, and that's, of course, the correct action to take. Right. They've got to save Rita at any cost. Meanwhile, as the at, as the international market begins to react to a series of orders placed by Steve, right, the witch doctor character Abu Hakim, Abu Halim. Halim, he says Dayton is putting a magnificent squeeze on Takashu, Brisbane, and Lefebvre, but I'm pouring money behind them as fast as he is draining them. Finally, he will see that he must deal with Abu Halim. And then, when we're face-to-face, he'll learn my fantastic secret. Ha <laughs> ha! I can't wait to learn the fantastic secret, can you? I know. I debated whether we should... Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, if you're still able to keep up, here's what's happening back at Doom Patrol HQ. The only way we can get the antidote to Rita is for Mento to also shrink down and go into the atom world, which he's doing right now. Right now. And in the darkened cell in that strange subatomic world, here comes Toxino down the stairs. Or King Dax, or the one-eyed wonder king. Right. Rita says, are you the executioner too, as well as the king? Never. I would not harm you for the world, beautiful stranger. I've come to save you, if you will be my queen. Wow. Did we promise you a doozy? We did. Do we warn you not to miss the next episode? Like, even if you make, what does that have to hawk your kid brother for it? We double dare you. What is that? We double you? We double do? Okay. We double do. I did a terrible read of that. I'm you want, sorry. You, you want me it? to try it? Yeah. Did we promise you a doozy? We did. Do we warn you not to miss the next episode? Like, even if you have to hawk your kid brother for it? We double do. Good job. Good Thank job. you. I practiced. Um. So, yeah, I debated whether we should just read both 
issues mm-hmm. and finish this story off. But you see what happened last time when we did two issues. It was then two years. Two years, right. And also, the story kind of continues for four issues. Does I didn't it indeed? Wanna, yes, I didn't want to do that. Love this story. I love this issue. I am on Team Doom Patrol, 100%. I did want to highlight a letter in the letter oh, column. I love it when we do the letters. Is that in order to back? Yeah. Uh, congrats and all that on number 105, writes Peter Sullivan of Los Angeles, California. But what are the chances of our DP making it on TV? Well, of course, the Doom Patrol did have its own three-season series. You knew that. We watched it. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I expected you to say in the 1970-something. Oh, what? no, no, no. What? The modern day. Okay, I yeah, mean, yeah. eventually. I hope Peter Sullivan lived to see it. Uh, did, did, um... Did we watch all seasons? No, we never finished it. My I don't God. think we even finished season one. Why not? Well, we've got so many things there to watch. So many divertisements, aren't there? We'll get back to it one of these days. It'll be kind of like reading an issue and then the next issue in two years. Um, and of Did course, I say divertisements. What I said, divertisements. Did you? I meant to say diversions. It's the same thing. Mm. Uh, also, Beast Boy, of course. Uh, was a part of the Titans television mm, show. Yes. And uh, he's probably, not probably, he is certainly more associated with the Teen Titans than he, is than he ever was with the Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Well, I feel like we've accomplished so much today. And I it hasn't know. even been 45 minutes yet. And look at all the things on my to-do list here in my little notebook that I haven't done. Oh, my What goodness. do you have left? Today? Yes. Practice guitar. Okay. Some French language work to get ready for our upcoming trip. Oh, yeah. We're going to France, everyone. Be yeah. right back. And? Um, restring my guitar. Yeah. Oh, I did the lawn. No, no, sorry. The laundry. Laundry did the laundry. Thank you. Yes. So. Um, I made dinner, so oh, I guess no, no. we're even. That's not a contest. If it, if it were a contest, it would come out even because each of us does our own things to help each other out. Well, I've got some dungeons to tackle in. Tears you of the are kingdom. so happy. I'm so happy for you. I just, I'm, yeah. Oh, you loving it? Sure I am. Well, of course, that Tears of the Kingdom popped up all over my social media feed. Did it? All friends of ours that have, you know, oh, that are playing. Right. I, mm-hmm. I could not care less. But I'm, it brings Honestly, you joy. Honestly, if you'd give it a try, I know you'd be hooked. Okay. Well, then I'd have to give something up, wouldn't I? No. Yes. N- no. Okay. All Maybe, right. you know. One night of practice. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can rate and review us uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us right back here. Well, I can't promise that if we're being back next week because we leave for France next week, don't we? We do, and we're not taking any work with us. No. Even fun work like this. Sure. No. So, um, because we've got lots and lots of things to do. So, um, we might. We have might. One we'll in see. A, next week, if we can find some time this week to do it. We are recording with Billy Delicious over at Magazines and Monsters this week, so you'll have that to look. Oh, that's right. To. That's on the calendar. Yes. yes. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. Keep your feet open. You'll see us when you see us. Well, and also, it's the summer. Our friends are yes, traveling. Yes, everyone. Like that, nobody yes. needs a podcast when they're traveling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anything well, else? No, I hope you all have a wonderful time. Uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you... Um, I, I, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little sad because uh, we've got this wonderful issue of Doom Patrol, which can only mean that something absolutely boring is coming up after this. Boring for me, delightful for you. 
mm-hmm. which is the tension that keeps this interesting. So. That's right. right. Way to sell it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.